Hey, this is R Dub from Sunday Night Slow Jams, and you're listening to hashtag Dad Swag, the swaggiest place on earth for all fathers and father figures alike. And now, here's your host, my brother, JC. What it do, what it don't do, what it is, what it ain't. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for coming and spending some time with me. Like you heard in the intro, my name is JC. I am the founder of the Hashtag Swag Movement, and this is the Hashtag Swag Podcast. Now, if this is uh, uh, your first time being here, or if somebody sent this link to you, or if you stumbled on this podcast by accident and you're trying to figure out if this is for you or what this is all about, do me a favor, stop right here. And because this is only episode two of this podcast, you have time to go back and listen to episode one. There you'll find you'll find uh, more of what this podcast is about, what I'm aiming to do, who this is for, why I'm doing it. You'll find out a little more history about myself, um, and you'll you'll hear what you're going to get, at least what I hope you're going to get out of this podcast. Now, if this is your first time, or if you're a uh, subscriber or returning listener, let me just take a moment to thank you. Thank you for uh, choosing this podcast. I mean, you could be doing anything, listening to anything, but you're here and I I definitely appreciate it and I love you guys for it and I'm going to do everything that I can to make sure that it's worth your while. That being said, let's just jump right in, man. Uh, Today is Friday, June 26th, Season 1, Episode 2. And in today's episode, what I'd like to to discuss or what I'd like to cover is the first child excitements and anxieties and... uh, really get an understanding of what it is to be prepared or not prepared and grasping just how much this dad swag journey is going to change your life. I don't care who you are. No amount of preparation or lack of preparation is going to ready you for your first child experience. And because this podcast is centered around all fathers and father figures, this goes for biological, step, adoptive, and for you guys who are um, blessed with the responsibility, even godfathers to some extent. There's no amount of preparation or your lack of preparation that's going to ready you for these anxieties and excitement. Now, if you're a part of the people who are financially comfortable or financially stable, maybe finances isn't the the number one trigger for you. But for the people who aren't financially comfortable or stable, I can almost guarantee that that is the number one worry. Here and I can ramble about the things you should have uh, pre-birth and post-birth and you know, the, the baby gates and the edge protectors, the ready bag and uh, everything you can learn in uh, dadding for dummies or, uh, you know, Lamaze classes, etc. But honestly, when I talk about preparedness, I'm not talking about your finances. I'm not talking even about your, your home life. That's something I can't even speak on because I don't know you personally. But what I really care about, fellas, is your mental, your emotional, and even your spiritual preparation. That's what I'm talking about when I talk about preparedness and understanding how life is going to change. When those three things are intact, when you can get a grasp on those things, everything else works itself out. It really does. You know, we don't borrow tomorrow's troubles. We'll literally drive ourselves crazy trying to predict what's going to happen and when it's going to happen and how it's going to happen. But we can at least prepare for tomorrow's troubles by making sure that our 
spiritual, our emotional, and our mental priorities are in check. Thinking about it now, I might have to change the title of, of this um, episode from first child to any child because it doesn't matter how many children you have, the next one is like the first. You may be more prepared um, as, uh, you know, like I said, uh, with your with your home or, you know, your, your ready bag or, you know, because you have that experience. But mentally and emotionally, you can't prepare for what may or may not happen. So it's always like the first. You cry the same, that Kim Kardashian ugly cry. You know, you, you, you laugh the same, that just that uncontrollable emotion. But it's not like it's dumbed down because you had kids before. So uh, I should change this to the any child excitement and anxieties. My first child experience and my second child's experience were nothing alike. Um, completely different emotions, uh, completely different fears and anxieties. Um, and I really borrowed tomorrow's troubles with my with my first child. But I definitely was making uh, bad choices, bad life choices. My mental my spiritual, my, my emotional clarity was completely in disarray. And surprisingly, even though finances were a major concern, personally, they weren't even my first concern. My first concern was uh, just having the integrity and um, the, the, the fear of the responsibility of now raising this child into a boy or, or a woman. I found out over the phone uh, with my my girlfriend, my now wife, 51 and a half miles away. And yes, I looked that up. Um, you know, she called me and she gave me those words. We need to talk. And, uh, you, you know, Steve Harvey says uh, that when a man hears the words, we need to talk, that means you did something or we did something. And in this case, I know I hadn't done anything. So that must mean we did something but when you hear those words you automatically kind of feel like your 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 intuition your conscience tells you you know uh-oh something drastic is about to happen or something just happened and i i knew i knew when she told me that we needed to talk that yep life was going to change for me i wasn't mentally emotionally or spiritually ready for my life to change no matter how much i told myself oh i'm ready to be a dad or you know i can do this i wasn't ready and what i mean by that is you know i I was young and, you know, I was I was a part of the the kind of the party scene, you know, um, had like a little uh, garage that that uh, my friends would always come and, you know, we'd always hang out and, you know, we, we would do our thing, you know, a little drinking or, or smoking every now and then. But, you know, when, when I found out I was going to be a dad, I told myself, OK, I'm going to quit smoking. Well, sort of. Right. I wouldn't smoke around, you know, my pregnant girlfriend, obviously, but I didn't cold turkey it. And it's not that I, I couldn't cold turkey it because I'm very capable of doing that. I wasn't ready to cold turkey it. I wanted to hang on to those those pleasures that I had, those um, the, those indulgences that I had. I wasn't ready to come to terms that I was going to be a full-time father. So I wanted to be a part-time father and a part-time, I guess, boy. You know, um, I wanted to be a part-time father and part-time party, you know, and it doesn't work that way, you know. I, I wasn't ready to come to grips that being a father, I was no longer to be living for myself, but to be living for my child. Let me tell you something. When God has a plan for your life, he has a way of making you stop what you're doing and getting your attention.
and that in itself for me is a is a story in its own for another episode so make sure that you guys come back and keep listening uh, because that is both exciting scary emotional all the above honestly that's just one of the ways that I wasn't mentally emotionally or spiritually prepared for this uh, dad swag journey I definitely wasn't prepared for the rude and I mean the rude awakening I was in for now you're probably thinking to yourself yo you said this was about anxiety and excitement where's the excitement <laughs> so let me get to that you know at the same time in the same breath in the same moment nothing could ever prepare you for the excitement this moment will bring you nothing the the, the like I said the crying the the laughing the emotion nothing can prepare you and I want you to understand something you know I don't know your 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 situation with um, your, your baby's father or your baby's mother your husband wife etc but it doesn't matter your status at that point because in that moment you guys are a unit it is you three that's all that matters in the world it doesn't matter who's in the room it doesn't matter who's outside of the room who's at home waiting this day and age don't matter who's on the zoom call all that matters is you three in that moment I know I said you three but for the sake of being inclusive I'm also talking about those of you who are having twins triplets quadruplets all the way up to the octomoms uh, just you your children or your child and your partner that's all that matters you guys could have nothing in common anymore you know your your relationship is no longer um, what it used to be or whatever but now you guys have a commonality you guys are now a family whether you guys like it or not even if for just that moment you guys are a family unit from the time you enter the hospital to the time she's ready to push to the time she actually delivers nothing else no one else matters not your finances that we discussed not even future plans not your um, preparedness or your lack of preparedness nothing you know there's three occasions where I believe that God allows uh, time to stand still it, during birth uh, when you marry the woman that he made for you, and of course when you pass, you know I feel like uh, in all these moments life flashes before your eyes, and you can see the past, you can see the future, all while living in the present. Like I said, you know the first child, the the any child experience is a whirlwind of emotion. You will without a doubt have anxieties, but on the other hand, you will without a doubt have so much excitement. Now, for a moment, let's revisit the concept or the idea of time standing still. Because I said it feels like time stands still, but we know it doesn't. And once your child enters into this world, <laughs> life really begins, fam. Like all that stuff you were worried about in the beginning, the preparation or lack of preparation, it's happening right now, champ. Like it's go time zero to 100 and that brings me to my next and final point understanding how truly drastic life is going to change for you and accepting it as it comes which all plays into mental emotional and spiritual preparation you know in christianity there there's a saying uh 23 of them to be exact you know if you're, anybody was wondering uh that says we must die to self how true and relevant those three words are when it comes to bringing a child into this world man when you bring a child into this world die to self hits different i'm just saying this concept of dying to self is going to test you man 
It's going to test you. It's going to test you. It's going to test you over and over and over. And you're going to fail time and time again. And I don't blame you. And I don't want you to blame yourself. All right. But this is all a, a part of the, the, the growing journey. The becoming the man that you're called to be. And becoming the father that your your, your child or your children deserve. You know, um, it, it, the, the, the paychecks are going to hit a little different. You know, time is limited. Sleeping is a luxury. Hitting the club, the cashing out, or you know whatever you're doing, you know on bottle service, etc. You know <laughs> it ain't looking too likely either. You know I'm, I'm just telling you. You know especially when the baby formula gets low and the the, the diapers get low. You know uh, for me personally, uh, Jordans on Saturday, man, they, they they turn into your your inexpensive. You know I just need some shoes to get around, right? And these are just uh, personal examples. You know none of these examples may fit you, but whatever your hobbies or passions or uh, pleasures whatever you considered before your child to be a necessity to your life is now a luxury you know for me personally man I, I had to learn to doubt of myself every single day and it started when I found out she was pregnant and I sucked at it man and I hated myself for it I beat myself up about it because I wasn't good at this and then I convinced myself that I wasn't ready or I wasn't equipped or I wasn't um, worthy enough to be a father like I said before you know I, I had homies living in my garage you know that were ready at any time to have a good time you know and you know anytime they would roll up nope had to die to self but I didn't refuse every time because I wasn't ready to commit fully to being a father and I wasn't willing to doubt myself completely but what I did notice is that the times that I was kicking it and, and hanging out I was missing out on valuable time with my girlfriend because now she's pregnant. She can't kick it in the garage anymore. She can't, you know, even, and she's not a smoker or a drinker, but, you know, she, her presence was everything to me, you know, and, and um, having her around me was everything to me. Now I'm missing out on 50% of our time together. I'm missing out on opportunity to show her that I put her and this child that we made together first. And unfortunately for her, you know, not even talking about me but unfortunately for her by the time I realized that I was done maxing and relaxing and I was I needed to put her first and I started to get into that real dad uh mode I was taken away another story for another time so come back I'd like to say that when I came home I had it all figured out uh, you know I, I got it right but that'd be a lie I'd like to say that I put her and I put our our, our now newborn um first but I'd be lying. You know, when I was mentioning the, the pleasures and the self-indulgences, I, I mentioned Jordans and I, I also mentioned, um, you know, clubs and bottle service. Now, I've never been a, a real club guy, you know, before um, I was taken away or when I, when I you know, came home. Uh, but, you know, as, a, as an upcoming R&B singer, it was necessary for me to, to be in these clubs, to shake hands with DJs and take pictures with, you know, like fans and supporters and you know, let's call it what it is, man. I, I had to portray a single lifestyle because that is the image that I'm told that sells. And because it's been a dream of mine or, or it was a dream of mine for so long, I wasn't ready to die to self and give that up. Now, don't get me wrong. My wife has always been very, very supportive of um, my, my music career and, uh, you know, what I wanted to do as far as being a, a singer-songwriter. Uh, what she wasn't supportive of, and rightfully so, 
is the love and hip-hop bullshit that comes with it. And I'm also not saying because you have children, your dreams have to change or you have to stop chasing your dreams. No, no, no. What I'm saying is when you have children, the reasoning and the meaning behind your dreams have to change. You know, before I had my son and, you know, as I'm saying a little after, I was pursuing this dream so that I could live a life of luxury. But when I had my son and I grew up and I learned how to die to myself humbly, now I'm using my talents to leave a legacy. So up until this point, I've given you a lot of uh, background and a lot of feeling and a lot of my thoughts and, and, and personal opinions. But in getting prepared for this this episode, um, I also uh, want to give you some facts. So I researched online and uh, I came up with this, this really good checklist and it's uh, via healthline.com. And what I, what I searched is how to mentally prepare for fatherhood. And I found this amazing 16-point checklist. Um, and I'm going to run through uh, these 16 real quick because I think it's really good and really pertinent information. So I'm going to rattle these off real quick. And then I'll come back and address the ones that I feel are um, really undervalued or underrated. Here we go. Start your research. Get healthy. Talk about parenting with your co-parent. Start playing as a team. Decide on the father you want to be. Find fellow dads. Go to the appointments. Understand that your sex life may change. Celebrate the milestones. Embrace your role in the preparation. Act as a communicator or an enforcer. Advocate for your co-parent. Share the responsibility. Keep your sense of humor. Sleep. And know your importance to your child. Now this list is absolutely fantastic. But there's three things on this list that... I feel are um, underrated and that need to be uh, your primary focus. I feel like, you know, as, as amazing as this list is, if you have these three uh, concepts down, then the rest of the list kind of falls into place. And the first one I want to bring up is knowing your importance in your child's life. You have to know that your role is just as important as mom's is. You have to know that you're just as vital as mom is. You have to understand that your purpose is just as purposeful as mom's is. And ladies, it's really your position and your job to kind of facilitate that understanding for him. You know, um, it's not to, to stroke his ego or baby him or gas him up. Uh, what this does is reassures him of his value uh, to, the, to the family. And it's a proven fact, right? Women need to feel wanted and men need to feel needed. I mean, just look at the cases of um, fatherless homes, right? Look at the, the stats. 19 million kids. Clearly, there's 19 million fathers who feel like they didn't need to be there. They didn't need to be present. They didn't need to be involved. And no, that is not your fault by any means. It is absolutely a choice to stay and it is a choice to go. It is a choice to be involved or not. But as a partner, as a co-parent, Sometimes that reinforcement and that reassurance of value makes all the difference in the world. For example, um, take breastfeeding, right? Not not my first son, but my second son. You know, my, my second son was, was breastfeeding and um, he's getting this time uh, to bond with mom, right? And there's a time where he's such a, a, a infant that all he wants is mom. He needs her comfort. He needs her touch. He needs her milk supply, <laughs> you know, and, and for me, it's like, what can I do? You know, I, I can wash the bottles, I can, 
you know, take out the trash. I can do whatever I can around the house to, to help um, make the process easier. But what value am I to my son? And that's just one way, at least a, a personal way, of how you start kind of questioning your, your role or your, your importance in your child's life. So where does my value kick in um, in this uh, particular case? Well, eventually, mom had to uh, wean him off the boob, right? So what we did is we get up. You know, um, every time he wakes up, he says, mommy milk, and she has to give him the boob. But now what it is is every time he says that, I will get up and I'll take him, you know, downstairs or, you know, I'll walk with him, you know, around the, around his room um, just so that he understands that I'll pick you up and I'll comfort you, but I don't have boobs. So you're not going to get that from me. What you will get are broader shoulders, a nice rocking, and a nice little song, you know, as, as, as we're trying to put you back to sleep. And it's a win-win for me. I become a hero two ways. Mom gets to stay asleep, and <laughs> now it's dad's time to shine with the baby. You know, now he is in tune to my touch and my voice and, uh, you know, my comfort. But the saying goes, be careful what you ask for. Because now when he can't sleep or when he wakes up, guess who's putting him back to sleep? <laughs> That's right, the guy that needed to feel needed. Now for my second point that I feel is the, the, the second most important thing on that list, it's knowing what kind of father you want to be. And to prepare for this task mentally, you have to be emotionally and spiritually prepared. Knowing what kind of father you want to be comes with understanding and trusting the man you are. You have to know the morals and the standards that you hold yourself to because these are the same morals and the standards that you are going to require of your child. But this is also the same moral and standards that your child will hold you to as well. Because let me tell you, boy, something about having a child, you learn a lot about yourself. And I don't mean you look within yourself and you do this soul searching. I mean, you should do that too. But I mean, your child literally tells you a lot about yourself. So everything that you're doing, you're saying, you believe, you will hear it from your kid so make sure that your morals your standards and the things that you hold dear to your heart that make you the man that you are are things that you are proud of and things that you are willing to bet your child's character on the last important item on that list that i feel is finding other dads find you a group of men who believe in the same things that you believe when it comes to raising your children men that will uplift you support you love on you guide you through this fatherhood journey even if you guys are first-time fathers together or you seek advice from a, a dad who has multiple kids or who's been through this before find somebody or a group of men that will plug into you and that you can plug into that you can draw strength and energy and wisdom from we all need a support system man and truth be told sometimes the support that we need we can't find in our spouse but we can definitely Find it within each other. Tap in and stay active, man. Stay active on your search to be a better father. In the description of this video, I will include some um, pages that I personally follow on Instagram that um, I really respect and I, I really look up to. And um, they're whether they know it or not, uh, they're helping me through my journey. And I hope in return, I'm doing the same for them. So let me wrap it up by saying this, man. This dad life, this dad journey, it ain't easy, bro. My um, hope is that we go on this journey together and in return, we help each other become better men and most of all, better fathers. But that's all I got for today. You know, if you have any questions, hit me up anytime. Uh, 
hashtag daswag at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me on IG, daswag podcast, and Facebook as well, hashtag daswag. Any topics you want me to address, you, you want to discuss, or if you just need an ear, man, I'm here for all of it. I'm here for you. And just remember, man, iron sharpens iron. Until next time, love and blessings to you and yours from me and mine.